Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers and welcome to Popcorn where we tell you what is happening at the movies. And there is an extraordinary movie uh, out right now called Loving. And my guest today, Ruth Nega, is one of the stars with Joel Edgerton. And I could tell you what it's about, but I have Ruth here. <laughs> what is this movie, <laughs> Loving, that you're doing? It's based on a true story that is a kind of a landmark true story. Very much so. Yeah. It's based on this, this couple called Mildred and Richard Loving who um, took their court case to the Supreme um, Court and won and invalidated the anti-miscegenation rules um, and changed the Constitution of the United States of America. They married one another and that was their crime. Um, Mildred was part Rappahannock and part black and he was white. And um, it, it was illegal to marry someone of a different race and color in many states, not just Virginia. I mean, no, it's just, it's kind, <laughs> it's kind of extraordinary when you hear people say that. Yeah. It's 1958. It's not 1858. No. It's 1958. And yet these are the laws that are on the books in certain states that uh, said that. Yes. And I think actually laws got more stringent, actually, um, from, from um, post-Civil War onwards. Um, it's a, it is extraordinary. A lot of people are actually taken, quite taken aback by the idea that that was illegal. To marry someone was a crime. And I think that what we want to do with our film is, is share Mildred and Richard's story because I think that we want to honour and celebrate them as a couple and as individuals for struggling for nine years to contribute to the American civil rights canon. There was a documentary, too, about them, too, that I thought really told you something from a different angle. And here... When, when the so-called Hollywood gets involved and says, we're going to do the version and now you'll see all this, there's none of that BS in this movie. None of no. it. Which is owing to you and Joel and to Jeff Nichols, the extraordinary filmmaker behind this. I think credit is due to Jeff and his screenplay. And that, that's just not the artist, director, screenwriter that Jeff is. He's very much anti that. He's anti formula. He's anti paint by numbers. He's much more interested in the truth, mm -hmm. you know, the um, accuracy of this story. He wanted to articulate their story in a very authentic way to this couple. So he didn't want them to be want there to be any sort of sweeping statements. He didn't want there to be sort of sweeping scores or, you know, um, just injected with like unnecessary emotion, you know, and he's, he's very much um, a director who refuses to patronize his audience, mm -hmm. um, um, as you can see from his, his entire back catalogue over. Um, so I think he was, he's, he's, he's the best person to tell this story and, and, and not quite obvious. Jed Doherty and Colin Firth and Nancy Bursky knew that. Nancy mm -hmm. Bursky, who's the, the, the documentary, the docu who did the loving yeah. story for yeah. HBO, yeah. Did that uh, intimidate you or help you by watching a documentary like that? Oh, it was a gift. It was a gift. It is. On many levels, as an actor as well, because I got to witness Mildred evolve over a period of time and her physicality was laid bare for me to see and how she spoke, her vocal tones and her accent. So that was my homework done for me in, in many senses. Yeah, people that are just watching you now are saying, she talks funny. She's not <laughs> from here. What is this? <laughs> and it's kind of amazing, your background, because it's Ethiopia and Ireland, you know? Mm. Two countries. Via England as well. Via England, so mm. you have all that. I think you're the mm. first person I've met who's brought that combination to the right, show. Yes, right, right. that's great. 
So yeah. when that happens, what do you feel like the most? Do you have two sides of your no, personality? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a dual thing. I think it's a very much just part of who I am. It doesn't feel. I don't feel different. Other people might think I'm quite exotic, but it, for me, that's my normality. Um, so no, I just feel very much part of all these different worlds. And I think. I think. And I think that um, there's a lot of people like me now, and probably always have been, but we're being sort of, our stories are being told. And the, uh, the fact that we have many different identities is being accepted and celebrated rather than being made to choose, you know, because I don't think, I think it's my identity, they're all woven in to my personality and my spirit, I think. I, 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 that's the way I well, feel about it. Well, fortunately for you, too, that you didn't grow up in this period that Mildred was, no. you know, coming from this world. Because what I was struck by watching the movie, not the documentary, mm. is the way Jeff Nichols stages that police breaking into your bedroom mm. and saying, get out. This doesn't happen here. Yeah. So that you had to get married. These two had to get married in D.C., you know, and then Virginia said... You, you can't, can't stay here. Yeah. For, you you want to see your family? Nuh-uh. No more. Yeah. It, it's as if there, there's prison camps within the United States oh, that say definitely. you can't do that. Most definitely. And I think that, was a, that scene is a beautiful me metaphor for what was happening to a lot of people. The law was effectively entering people's bedrooms, mm -hmm. um, people's sacred, intimate spaces, yeah. and dictating what they shouldn't and shouldn't do. And I find that extraordinary. I still find it extraordinary that that's still going on. And that's what Jeff teases out in our film quite respectfully, but I think it's quite explicit, is that no one has the right to legislate on who you want to love. No one has the right to say what is legitimate and what isn't in your life in terms of who you fall in love with. Mm -hmm. And I think many people didn't know that this was happening, didn't know that, I think it was really recently that the last misogyny law was repealed. Um, and I think it's, it's, you know what, I think sometimes it's good to be shocked, it's good to be sort of agitated out of complacency, and I think a lot of people feel that after they come out of this film. But that also goes hand in hand with being really moved by this couple who really had a genuine love and respect for one another, you know, and their 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 connection in the documentary was very palpable and beautiful, mm. and I and that it was is. that was Joel and I's task, is to, it was to to recreate that on screen. Now, when you and Joel are acting so closely together in a movie like this, and <laughs> there's a lot of intensity in this without the big great speech, mm. the big thing that says, oh, now mm. I'll stop and I'll do five and a half minutes mm. on what's wrong. It's not there. It's There's all no, here. Yeah. You, have an, you have an amazing ability to do that. Sometimes you'll look down and then you'll look up and those eyes, the camera loves them, you know, this is, yeah, and they're expressive. Yeah. They're just well, I think the thing is, is that I think it was a great, it was a great challenge that, that there was, you know, um, that the dialogue was quite lean because it was authentic to this couple. Mm -hmm. But also for an actor, I think it, it, you really do have to trust your instincts and trust uh, the work that you've done, not just in preparation for this role, but you know, in the preparation for all the many roles that you might have done, um, that, that, that muscle memory. And I think that for Joel and I, we very much relied on one another, were very symbiotic performances, I feel. Um, I think because, because that was, this film is, about them as a couple, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I think that was very important for us to to transmit. 
Um, and I really do think that Joel is as responsible for my portrayal as Mildred as I am, most definitely. Acting isn't something that happens in, or can happen, I don't think, in isolation. And I really do feel that everybody on that set, the entire ensemble, was really was supporting one another and, and, and working off one another. And that was a real joy to be part of. But what about you as a kid growing up? What, what was that like? What was it when you were a child that you said, I want to do this? Gosh, I don't know. I've, I find it very hard to remember when I wanted to become an actor because I've always had it in my brain that that was what I was going to do. Movies were my first love. You know, when you're a kid and you get to pick out your videos at the store on a Friday night, you know, my cousin would get three and I get three and we just devour them over the weekend. What was the kind of thing you watched as oh, a kid? Gosh. Do you remember? I hope it's a lot of trash. So, <laughs> after we graduated from Care Bears, um, yeah. it was stuff like Big Business, Outrageous mm -hmm. um, Fortune, a lot of Bette Midler, a lot of Bette Midler Lily yeah. Tomlin, um, you know, those kind of great women um, comedians. Um, you know, like stuff like Legend and Labyrinth and fantasy stuff, but also, you know, just love comedies. So, like, yeah. But also the old, like, um, All About Eve is one of my favorite films. Oh, and, the you know, best, yeah. Bring Up Baby, all those kind of great. Classic. Yeah, like the, the, um, the great sort of era of strong, sometimes I hate that word, but, you know, those great female roles that. Why would you hate the word strong? Is because it I think it's, so, it's a bit like, um, there's so much more to say than just strong, you know, because strong mm -hmm. can be everything. Strong mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be physically tough. It can be, because I believe Mildred was strong, but she was very reserved, very shy, very softly spoken. There was steel there, though. Absolutely. Mm. This, I feel this steel thread. So I just think that, that you know, there's many different versions of strong, and that the big blustering physical strength isn't always the strongest mm. to me. You know, a lot of people that will see Loving, um, maybe it'll be the first time that they're encountered you. Maybe they haven't oh, yeah, in America definitely. seen you in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like all of us do, you know, that we would watch something like mm. that that is so different. Mm. And then in Preacher, mm -hmm. Preacher. Tulip, who could forget that scene yeah. in that car? Yeah, Ruth, who knew that you were that tough? <laughs> I don't know if I am, to be honest. But well, anyway. really, you look like you um, gave a lot of hell to that stunt guy then. She's fun. She's fun. And it's fun to play someone who is strong, but in this just completely different way to Mildred, you know. And Tulip is also very vulnerable. And I think that strong doesn't mean that you're not vulnerable. I think in many ways that we all have that a vulnerability to us because that's we wouldn't be human beings if we didn't. And the great thing about playing Tulip is that she's... Like Mildred, it's that you feel you're playing a full human being, you know, rather than one someone's idea of what a strong female character is, you know, that kind of those kind of flat roles that never sort of that don't feel very lived in or three D. How do you feel when uh, a movie like this is just being released and and all that Oscar talk happens? Awards, what do they mean? Now you won an award in London when you were Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey is... No, I won an, an IFTA, which is an Irish... Um, it's an Irish award. I count an, yeah. that as a real award. No, it is, but it's, it just, is. it's not it's a British IFTA? award. It's not it's a British a, award. Oh, it's, it's an, an British Irish, award. Irish award. Yeah. It's, it's an IFTA. distinction. I have to make that I'd distinction. Like to say that. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> There's a lot of sensitivity mm. over that. But Shirley Bassey is this larger-than-life... Amazing singer. This is yeah. Shirley Bassey. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually my, have you seen it? Because that's I've actually the it. first line. I've seen it, it is. It's like you're in the mirror. This 
Yeah. She was been. extraordinarily fun to play as well. And, I, and you had like five minutes to prepare or something to do. I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't like five, four or five days to learn how to like, I'm not a singer by any means, but I did. That's too bad because at the end of the I show, heard, we I heard always a, I heard think, a nasty little gold rumor. finger. Yes, well, <laughs> there's something's going to have to happen. Um, and uh, the Welsh accent, of course, that beautiful mellifluous accent. And um, the way she moved was quite specific as well. And she was just a joy to play. But what I was saying about awards, and even though I got off the subject with the IFTA, because I'm now obsessed with the IFTA, I want to see, you know, where that actually comes from. And it's Irish people. It's Irish. <laughs> I want to just know what it means to you. Is it in any way validating to be, to have a lot of people saying, Ruth should be nominated as Best Actress at the Academy Awards this year? It beyond flattering, is it intimidating? Is it, it, oh I yeah, mean, hugely. I mean, it's the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's completely intimidating. Mm -hmm. But it's lovely because it means people are seeing the film and they're reacting to it and it's resonating with them and that means that we've all done our job, you know. So it's thrilling. And it means that people, more people will know about this couple. I, mean, I genuinely mean that. I genuinely mean that that, that is very important for I all of us I always think involved. that that's what a awards are really about they can take a movie that it doesn't follow the typical hollywood formula mm. and make you pay attention to something mm. you might not have paid for yeah. then bring them on you yeah know? pointing you in the right correct direction you know in a direction that could blow your mind and like make you i don't know make you a better person who knows make you at least think think about things and i think that movies may have for me they have they encourage a shift in, in consciousness. And it's not just serious movies. I think comedies can do that as well, you know. And I think that ours, ours, ours seems to be having that um, response, reaction in people. So here, this is your first time on the show. Yeah, so it is. You Thank don't you for having me. Oh, it's, so, it's so great to meet you and to talk to you. But it does end in song. I heard. And I, I know. And... <laughs> You made it really clear when you played Shirley Bassey, you were only lip-syncing to From her own voice it, yeah. that's there. But is there even a little bit of a song that says Ireland to you? Oh, my God, I don't know. Come no. on, you're a fearless actress. There's nothing more terrifying than singing for me. Um, no, I don't. I'm not a singer. I leave that up well, to the professionals. Well, that's what I like. I, I don't want people to be professional um, singers. I want their own heart. No, I wouldn't want to butcher any song from my homeland. Um, <laughs> Well, no. do one for us. Butcher one for us. I do. Ours. I do the one I do. The, uh, no, and I, this is probably cheating a bit because it's actually, it's not actually singing. Mm -hmm. It's from. Um, <laughs> it's not actually singing. Labyrinth, but it is a song. Oh, it's from Labyrinth. Yeah. It's when mm -hmm. the, what's it? How's it go? You remind me of the babe. What babe? The bar, The the babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do do what? Remind me of the babe. Something like that. You know the song in it? In I a love way, it. It's a strange tribute to David Bowie. It is. It and is. That was it. It looks like David Bowie was once something to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he descended those stairs in Labyrinth, you know, yeah. with the, with the um, crystal ball, that was extra I remember seeing that was extraordinary. That was one of um, another influence. So I was like, I want to be in that world. I want to be able to have access to be able to do that. I just thought, I just love the spectacle of it, you know? And he was also really handsome. <laughs> yeah, he, he, was David, he was David Bowie. Yeah. Well, good, you have the access, and thank you for giving us a little of the chance to thank watch you. it. Thank, thank you. Thank you Great much. to meet you. No, yes. my pleasure. And you didn't throw any popcorn. I didn't. It's great.
Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.